Let us pray. Gracious God, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, be fruitful for our faith, bring the good news of what you've done for us in Jesus Christ. We pray then for your Holy Spirit. Amen. As I bring the word this day, I have to start by acknowledging where we are as a people, as a nation uh, in this time. As we continue to struggle against the COVID-19 situation, as we continue to wrestle with the devastating death of George Floyd, um, as we continue to work with all the ramifications that this horrible event, this horrible crime has um, provoked in all of us. The wound that it shows us is there, and the many issues that it brings up for us as a people and as a society. And so I know that all of our hearts and minds are there. And then you throw on top of that all of our normal brokenness, all of our struggles interpersonally, um, all of the challenges of everyday life, and we've got a precarious, that word means full of prayers, we've got a precarious time before us. And so it's in the midst of that that we hear Jesus' words today, where he says, the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Pray that the Lord of the harvest, ask that the Lord of the harvest send out laborers into the harvest. So I'm thinking about what that harvest is today. I'm thinking about what it is to be a laborer in God's kingdom today in the midst of of all of this. And then, I also am very aware that this is the time of year of graduations. It was so awesome to celebrate our graduates uh, last Sunday in our drive-up service here at SLC and to see those graduates out waving and people honking their horns and waving back at them and celebrating the important milestone of their graduation. And as I think about that, I think about all those commencement speeches that usually happen, and I know they're happening in different ways and um, online graduations and all kinds of things, but I've, I've always been a fan of commencement speeches, maybe because of the moment. It's such a powerful moment. A lot of times the audience is young and ready to enter adulthood and, and life and many challenges and and so I started to think about that too a little bit. And it kind of thought about Jesus is sending us out as a bit of a commencement speech. And so I'd like to try today to pull some things out of our gospel reading uh, and, and maybe have it be a little bit of a commencement speech, speech because we need to commence with some really important work in the church, and in our lives today. So, with that, sometimes, you know, commencement speeches have like four different things or five different things. I'm just going to throw out four different 
things that I glean from Jesus' words today. And the first thing I want to say to us in this moment of sending and commencing, a really and truthfully a moment that began back here with our baptism. The first thing I want us to take note of is to remember what Jesus is up to. Um, Stay grounded. Take note of what Jesus is doing. And in our gospel reading today, we're told very clearly by St. Matthew that Jesus was going about all the cities and villages, proclaiming the good news and, and encountering evil, casting out sickness and, and bad spirits. Because the people were like sheep without a shepherd. They were harassed and helpless. Those words are interesting, that the word helpless really is to be um, thrown down and uh, harassed is to be troubled and be perplexed and, and be almost picked on. That sounds like reality. And so, you know, oftentimes commencement speeches start out with, you know, a bunch of, this is what you go out there and do, go out there and do. And the first thing I think we get from this proclamation, this speech is wait before you start doing stuff. Remember what Jesus is up to. Remember what he's doing. He comes among us with good news. He comes among us who are torn up and sometimes harassed and thrown down and and hurting. And he comes among us as a shepherd who cares for one's sheep. Sheep without a shepherd are vulnerable. They are open to hurt and destruction. Um, They really have no hope, but Jesus comes and stands among us, all of us sheep, and is our shepherd. And he comes and brings good news. Now, remember who Jesus is talking to. He's up in Galilee. These are not the power brokers. These are not the people in control of um, all the things. This is not Herod or the chief priests in Jerusalem. These are fishermen. These are villagers. These are folks, hardworking folks. And these are the people that Jesus comes among, and he begins to heal them. He begins to preach good news to them. I believe Jesus is doing the same thing today. And what I would want all of us, before we go out in our mission, is to remember what Jesus is doing among us, what he's done for us. He's come amongst us frail and feeble, broken people, sheep without a shepherd, people without a compass, people without direction, people totally um, at the whim of all the different pressures that come against us. He comes among us and preaches good news. That good news of the kingdom is really what he would embody in his life, death, and resurrection. That good news is forgiveness. That good news is grace. That good news is that we um, who are of little faith, we who always miss the mark, we who always come up short, Jesus pulls into his kingdom. The kingdom of God, oftentimes Jesus would say, is in our midst. 
Jesus, who is the kingdom of God, comes amongst us. We don't deserve it. We, we aren't worthy of it. But he comes among us. Wow. So I'm going to try a, a story on you. Um, you know, I, I, I do a little bit of golfing, and um, I saw something happen a, a few years back that just really struck me. It's a little bit like what I think happens when Jesus, the creator, the Lord of the harvest, comes among us and claims us and says we are of value and important, and he, he calls us into the harvest, into the mission. Amy Bockersteady is the first young woman with Down syndrome to receive a, scholar, a college scholarship. And as a representative of Special Olympics, was invited to one of the practice rounds of the big golf tournament in Phoenix. And she was going to get to go up to the tee and hit a golf shot with Gary Woodland, one very successful professional golfer. And so... Um, Gary meets her and says hi, and Amy goes to the tee. And what you have to understand is that this particular golf hole that she got to participate in is the 16th hole, and it's a par 3, and it's become quite famous because they built um, huge bleachers and stands all the way around this par 3. And when the typical tournament gets going, people get to jeer and scream and holler and do whatever. They don't have to have the normal golf etiquette. And, and so... Um, Amy steps up there at a practice round, but the stands are already full. And she gets up there, and I can't imagine how scary it would be. I get scared when just somebody's watching me tee off like one or two people. And so Amy gets out there, and she has a scholarship, a golf scholarship, so she's a good golfer. And so she gets up there, and, and she hits her ball, and it winds up in the trap up by the green, which was a huge accomplishment in and of itself. And so they begin, and Gary says, you want to go keep playing? And, and she says, yes. And um, he's talking to her, and she says, he says, you want to hit it out? She says, yeah, I got this. And she goes up to the sand trap, and she steps in there with all these people watching there with these professional golfers, and she hits that ball out of the sand trap to like 10 feet from the pin, which is, again, an amazing accomplishment. But even better, she walks up to that golf ball on that green in front of all those people. And she steps up to that 10-foot putt, and she drops it in the hole. Everyone erupts. Gary Woodland is so excited for her, and, you know, the high fives are going on. And I kind of think about... Um, Jesus coming among us and having us join the mission like that. I mean, we certainly aren't. It'd be like if I got a chance to go and golf in that context. I'm not worthy. I'm not. But, but God in Christ has grabbed hold of us and put us out there um, in the mission and, and given us the promise he's with us. And that's what I would say in this commencement speech is you got this just like Amy said, but you've got it because of the shepherd who is with you. You know, on a side note, it's amazing. 
Gary Woodland later in that year would go on to win the U.S. Open. And he credits Amy um, with his victory, him having the confidence. Um, We can have confidence to enter the mission field because Jesus, the good shepherd, is with us. So the first thing I'm going to say in this commencement speech is remember what Jesus is up to among us. He's up to claiming us, and you feel unworthy. Maybe there's something about your life that you don't feel you measure up or you've left something done or done something. And boy, I'm overwhelmed with that feeling um, in these days as I look at the magnitude of problems, as I look at my part in them. But Jesus comes in the midst of all of that, and he claims me, and he claims you. And he says, yep, get out there. I'm with you. We're going to make this work. Don't forget what Jesus is up to. And so, yeah, so then we go right out and we start working, don't we? No. (laughs) Jesus said, pray that the Lord of the harvest, which is Jesus, will send out laborers into the harvest. First, pray because we need to tap in to God's power in this time. We need to receive the Holy Spirit. First, pray. And I think when we pray, um, we are saying we are willing for God to use us. And then listen. Listen to Jesus. And what does he do? Well, right after this text, he gathers up those close-knit followers, those people of little faith, and he sends them out into the world. Now, Matthew calls them apostles, which means sent out ones. He takes those ragtag group of folks, those people of little faith, and he sends them out. We need, after remembering what Jesus is up to, what he's done for us, and after we pray about it, we need to hear that Jesus is calling us to get out there on the course, in the field, into the battlefield, to do what he did. For us to proclaim good news, to proclaim that people, all people, are his beloved children and that God loves each and every one. That we get out there and proclaim that and we get out there and live that. What do we need to be doing? We need to be remembering his summons and listen to his sending. Finally, then, what he says and I'll summarize what comes up after this. He says, I send you out as sheep among wolves. He says, you're going to encounter opposition. He says, go out there with very little resources other than me. Wow, that's mind-blowing. You see what Jesus is doing? You see what he's saying? He's saying, as you are sent, you should expect opposition. You should expect trouble. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, does not sit next to evil and without a conflict. So we should not be surprised that life is hard. We should not be surprised that there's injustice and struggle and things that we must address, things in our own lives and in our corporate life as a church and even as our life as in a society and here in a democratic one at that, where we can participate and, and we can be a part of trying to make things better. Um, but we should not be surprised that we're going to have conflicts and difficulties and struggles. But we need to get out on the battlefield. I don't know what that's going to look like for you. I'm wrestling what it's looking like for me. 
But here's the good news. Go back to the start. Do we create the harvest? Do we make the flowers bloom? Do we uh, make the beautiful stalks of wheat come to fruition? Um, Do we um, bring about the harvest? No, God does that. We get out there and I guess we, we, we participate. We get to enjoy the harvest that God's bringing about. We stand in the midst of all that's going on as ones who know that God loves this world. As people who know Jesus has died for us to bring us his forgiveness and grace and mercy. We stand out in the midst of all of that and hold up the kingdom of God for all to see. Remember what Jesus is up to. Pray, listen to his sending, hear it, and expect trouble. Maybe that's a commencement speech that we all need in our mission. Thanks be to God. Amen.